Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Love Hour podcast. I'm your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I'm joined by my husband and co-host. The Kev on stage. And a couple things, couple things, couple things. <laughs> Married at First Sight season 12 is back. It is off. It is popping. These folks are doing the things, okay? Uh, that means uh, The Bald and the Beautiful is back, which means we're reviewing the show, sharing our thoughts and our opinions. We are um, opining, is a word I just learned, uh, about all things married at first sight. And you know, and maybe you don't know because you're new here, welcome boo. Uh, but if you follow me at all, you know that I have been following this show, Married at First Sight, since season- 10? Eight or nine, I don't actually remember to be honest. And I absolutely fell in love um, with that cast as a whole. It was kind of at the beginning of quarantine, to be honest. And I was like, oh my God, what is this show? I'd never heard of. You've done nine seasons already? How is this possible? Um, and I just fell in love with the cast. And so uh, that's how The Bald and the Beautiful started. And then I had um, Deanna and Greg on, yep, yep. we've had Iris on, and today from that same season, it must be season nine, because you're from season nine, yeah, yeah. Season. from season nine, so we have Keith Manley here with us, everyone's clapping in the studio audience, thank you for having me, yeah, we're so excited to have you here with us today, so Keith is from um, season nine, we're going to start there, because clearly Keith is a man of multiple facets and have done things since the show so we'll start with you were on season nine of married at first sight tell us chat about your experience i'm gonna just leave it open honestly it fell out of the sky i don't really understand or, or like it still doesn't make a lot of sense to me how things transpired um you know just from the fact that you know just being on the show in, in itself and then of course you know a lot of obstacles uh, on the way. I mean, I would say I had a, a great experience because I learned a lot about myself through it. So um, I'm, I'm grateful for that. So go ahead. I was just going to say, how did they find, like, how did you, how does one like get on the radar for, for Married at First Sight? Or how did you get on the radar, I guess? I think when they go to a new season, they just decide that, uh, you know, they're going to reach out to uh, whoever's in that city and, you know, you know, they're going to recruit as well as put out ads all over social media to figure out, you know, who's interested in, you know, participating. I have a question. One of the things, obviously, on the Love Hour, uh, Kevin and I are always talking about. First of all, Keith, you got that old black people's cup. I ain't even think they made the cup for more. That that well, nineteen ninety six and, and this flat. Cool, You're giving me very cup. like churchy deacon vibes. I mean, where did you get that cup? Is twenty four years even old. Even your background you know, is like the foyer of a church. <laughs> you know so. something funny? So I'm actually at home. I came home for the weekend to visit my parents. And so I've like stopped everything they're doing for the day. Like I've interrupted their whole Saturday because I had, we got, because we were doing this. So everybody's like kind of left me alone. I feel really bad right now, but they let me live. Uh, so this is like, it is like a 24 year old cup. I remember that cup. That was an after school. Oh, it's hot outside. Kool-Aid cup. I'm sorry. Oh, I the first time I Wait, saw that cup. But first of all, when we're off of here, you tell your mama I said, hey, girl. <laughs> I, I definitely will. Look, if I say something I right now, she's coming here. Yeah, no, legit. Oh. She was legitimately, the way she, you could tell she was so um, protective over you. It was like a little, it would seem very like mama bear coming out. And it's, um... It was comforting to see because it's something I would do for my boys. It's something my mom would do for me. It's something Kevin's mom most certainly did for him. She got to run together. Melissa out of there. Uh -oh. so it was like, it's always like, and Now she called Melissa, don't call me and for talk real. to me at all. That's, but she like, black people be black. 
everywhere. Like Listen, we oh yeah say every day, all over this great <laughs> nation, all over this world. We I'm sorry, well, I'm sorry. I would, I would, I will definitely let her know uh, she's back in the back with the door closed and trying to leave me alone right now, but she'll, she'll feel good. She'll feel good to hear that for sure. I love it. I love it. it. So we're always talking about love, marriage, whatever in our um, podcast and like, even, you know, just in regular life, looking back on it and knowing what you know today, and I'm sure that's probably a little bit of what you're even talking about in your book. Would you have done it again? Would you do it again? So when you say, would I do it again? Do you mean like, would I do it over or would I have done it, would I have done it to begin with? Oh, great distinction uh, there. Distinction. Okay. That's two separate questions. That's two separate questions. So <laughs> question number one is, would you do the show over? Mm. And then question number two is, which is a great question. It's a very self-reflective question, which is, are there things you would do differently? And the reason mm. I'll give you a moment to kind of think about it because marriage is the most challenging thing you can do and the reason why is it because is because it requires so much growth from you. Girl, when I tell you Keith's manly, <laughs> you got to be the best version of yourself to be able to be the best partner for your for your spouse. It, mm. And the longer you are married, the more it demands self-worth from you. Yeah. Otherwise, you just are existing together. You're not growing together. You're not growing as a person. Uh, that was great, Liz. So answer uh, the question. No, that's great. I think to answer the first question, would I do it, would I have done it to begin with or what, you know, uh, I, I have to say yes. Like, I don't have any regrets from it because I did, like, I even, because even though it was short, relatively speaking, it was only two months, like, you learn, you get a chance to learn so much about yourself in that two months if you want to, you know, like, because. I, what are some things that you learn about yourself? Because everybody says that. And I'm curious, what, like, what did you learn about yourself? I think for me, the biggest thing that I learned was that I'm going to have, like, there's for work, for when I have more work to do, you know, as far as being a, a support system, or, you know, a supporter, uh, you know, as a eventually, hopefully a father and, a, you know, a parent, but as a man in general, like, I think it requires you to really be tapped into your, your partner and um, be, you know, transparency is like a huge thing, you know, and, you know, I, I will be honest, I tried, I, I felt like in the moment, I felt like I was being as open and as vulnerable as I could have been but it's really 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 difficult when it's somebody that's brand new and you want to give the best version of yourself you know at the same time um because you don't know you don't know this person well enough to know how they're going to respond to certain you know aspects of you and stuff and so i I would say just being more vocal about things that i like things that i don't like necessarily i think those are things that i could have probably you know i i I learned a lot by doing by going through it and by watching it again you know you know the Mm -hmm that's a really, really great self-reflection. I'm always about self-reflection. And the hard thing about the show is that you have so much judgment coming post the show, coming yeah. your way. That may seem unfair because a lot of us don't see ourselves in real time. Yep. Uh, the benefit is it's also a learning opportunity. It's a chance to grow. And as you say, look back and be like, you know what? That might be an area of opportunity that I can improve on. Mm-hmm. And from that perspective, it's, it's a huge, it's like uh, you were saying last night, actually uh, watching um, or playing football and then you're sitting down and your coach is like, so what we're going to do is pull up the tape. Yeah. So this yep. is the play that you just made. And this is where you made, can we pause there? Cause I want you to see your foot. <laughs> right. That was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, exactly. immediate, it's like immediate um, assessment. 
of of you as a person in real time. And a lot of times I don't think we are required that of no. ourselves in life. Mm. You, you don't have to do that. You can live your whole life being like, I'm just going to go along. Yeah. And if you're not really close to someone, most people won't even know that uh, that is a potential for growth for you. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah, even yeah. in your jobs, you only have to do that in relation to your, like the, the task at hand. It's not usually required personal growth sure. of you. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Exactly. I think, no, I think I completely agree. I think that's the biggest thing that I learned the most. I will say, I think that's the biggest blessing. And I hate saying that when it comes to what's going on, like as far as the pandemic, but that's the biggest blessing that you could, we could have had is be able to like have a lot of time, have more time to like sit with ourselves, you know what I'm saying? And like really understand and like you're alone, you know, you're by yourself a lot of times and you really just have to like look in the mirror and face yourself. So I think that was a really big blessing for me, number one, um, because of the pandemic. And also, you know, there was stuff that went on during the show and like, you know, family stuff that went on during the show that I really hadn't really unpacked yet. So this was all like a good opportunity for me to really like get away from, you know, everything that was going on. So, uh, yeah. So what have you, since the show, what have you been doing and what, you know, personal development things have you been doing? Well, the first thing I started doing um, was I started journaling every day and reading every day, uh, which is something I really, I really can't say I enjoy reading. Um, I used to growing up. <laughs> I used to grow it up, but like I, I think my attention span has gotten so short that reading just doesn't do it, or it doesn't do it for me like that, you know. But I will say I, I really kind of like tapped in, tapped back in into my like love for sitting down and kind of getting away from social media and reading a lot. And I would do a lot of journaling. I read that like you can learn, you know, you just journaling is like one of the best things you can do every day. So I try to wake up and journal every day, and it was like the best thing I could have done, like. And like, there's nothing I would have done that would have played a bigger part in like growth and stuff than my journaling. And then, you know, I started writing every day and I started writing more and more every day and to the point where it finally turned into like something that wasn't just a journal. It started turning into like chapters about certain topics, whether it was like expanding your comfort zone, which, you know, I had a big, a big example of that with the show and like getting married to a stranger was like a huge step out of my comfort zone uh, to things that were going on in my family and, you know, just different dynamics that way. So it, it just helped so much. So that was like the biggest thing for sure. So can you uh, go into a little bit more detail in terms of like maybe some of the chapters in your book? That was a you... smooth transition to the book, by the way, Keith. It that, was. That was, I hey, set him up for the alley-oop. That was, hey, hey. I, I, I dunk, did I dunk it? Did I finish you it? Dunk it? You definitely you did. It? You yeah. asked him on the rim a little bit. Either could work. Okay, I'm here for it. Uh, <laughs> What um, some of the chapters in the book where you feel like are like, oh, back up and it can lead maybe to a chapter. What do you feel like is one of your biggest misconceptions about you mm. and one of your biggest like learning lessons? And I'm sure, and maybe I'm wrong, that it will probably tie to something, you know, some reflective moment, reflective moment that you've had that maybe you've even written about. Yeah, um, I think thinking about misconceptions, I think you, I feel like I, I should, I would have asked you what, what is something that you, that you've thought or that you had a preconceived notion about or somebody that you've heard, because I don't really know about any misconceptions. I've heard a lot of things about, you know, I obviously like, you know, my part in the failure of our marriage, but like, I try to like stay, steer clear of those things, you know, um, I'm trying to think about the biggest misconception. 
Oh, well, I would say, I mean, and I hate to bring it up like this, but, you know, the, I think the, the issue of, uh, or the topic of virginity and the fact that that was something that almost, it almost seemed like that was the reason our relationship didn't, you know, didn't, didn't move forward. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a misconception. I think, um, you know, of course, uh, it, it being a television show that it has to have some kind of basis to go off of and story to go off of when it comes to your relationship. But like, I don't, I still to this day don't agree with that, you know, that, that, you know, that uh, misconception right there, that that was the end all be all for our relationship. And that was the only thing it went around or, or it involved was this idea of sex. And I just, I don't agree with that at all. I don't think, and I, I would hope that Iris didn't feel that way. Yeah. Okay. So much more than that. Okay. So then the question becomes, um, and again, not to like harp on that, did that teach you at all more about that experience, teach you more about what you're looking for in a future spouse? Definitely, definitely. Um, and that's still something I'm, I'm trying to, you know, put down or like, you know, I know there are things that are things that you compromise with, and I'm not speaking necessarily on, um, you know, your, your faith or your religious beliefs or anything like that, but just, uh, you know, when you're put into a situation like that, when you're with somebody that you've never met before, and you guys are now officially, you know, calling each other husband and wife, y'all are on a island somewhere for your honeymoon, like out of the country. It's my first time being out of the country. So like, it was just like this whole like world flip. I think it does help you to like, identify the things that you would like in a partner. And then some of the things that may not, you may not get along with too well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I yeah. think one of that's probably one of the the biggest lessons as you go and I've watched not every season, but a few seasons and I've gone back and watched a few other ones. I think the biggest lesson you end up learning a lot about yourself, what you're willing to stand for, what you're willing to compromise on and what you're willing to be like, that's an absolute no. Yeah. Yeah. That's for me. (laughs) And, and And I think that's really good because you take those learning lessons into every relationship moving forward, of course, until you're like ready to settle down and, and do it. But it's more, you're easy. It's easier to say, oh, I think I see a future with you because right. you're very clear on those boundaries. And it's, and it's like, you know, there's also a lot that goes on, you know, when it, when it comes down to, you know, a show, it, there's a lot that doesn't get shown, you know, there's a whole lot. And, you know, most really, if you're thinking about it, we, we spent, you know, we spent 12 hours a day most of the time, you know, filming for, you know, two months, you know, two days off a week. I'm sure I was told you that, but like, you know, these are things that, but they only they crush it down into like these small segments that have to make sense. So yeah, man, it's, it's a lot. It is a, a whole just flip of your world. So yeah. I, we all get, they, listen, you have to create a story. If you yeah. don't create a story, people are not going to Watch. Watch. You got to create characters and you got to create story. You're just doing that with real people and their real issues. Uh, that that's that's one of the reasons Melissa and I have been like we've been pitched a lot. We just be like, man, I can't do it because what's you might create a story that's not real and now it is real. You know, you like guys, we have to make a good. You y'all would have a fire reality show. Oh, we'd have a great show. But our marriage might be the worst though. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. That's real. And, that's real. And the other thing about reality TV, to the point of characters, I know that I very easily could fall into a caricature of who I am mm-hmm. because as free flowing as I am, I also can be like. So first of all. That's good. That's great entertainment. 
Yeah, but then people watch your life, have a great time, and then you really be having pain. Exactly. And those, those cameras cut off, and you and now, now you pissed real. Like, what was that? Why you just do that? Exactly. Uh, and and see, you know what? It's it's crazy you just said that because I think in a lot of ways that it, you know it. Yeah, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. I think uh, a lot of us, when those cameras come on, we turn into, uh, you know, not completely different people, but just the you're word. A person, like you said, you're a, the performative version of yourself. Yeah. And, and it, it requires a lot of energy to do that. A caricature of yourself is the best way you could have said it. Like you turn into this, like, I don't know, you just add a new layer to you. And, uh, I, you know, and I think that was the biggest part of our relationship. And, and because after we got done filming, it's like now, we're having to like you know this is just us now there are no more people behind the cameras that are like you know and and i think it's really hard to get to trust someone uh when it's like that it's really hard to to really like let your guard down completely because at the end of the day you guys are very very different people and you're brand new to each other yeah. um i will say like i'll be like when we first got to our honeymoon which is like very shortly after the wedding um we had like the first night, I believe it was. And I, mind you, this is the first time I've ever been out the country. I didn't even have a passport until the show, like kind of hurried for me to make sure that I could do it. Um, you know, I'm so, I'm like on like cloud nine, like, yeah. we're, you know, this is the first night we're walking on the beach. Uh, it's like, you know, we just finished having dinner out and had a little champagne. So I'm feeling real good. Uh, and we're just kind of like telling each other, like, are we trying to, we're trying to like explain our paths to how we got there, right? And, um, you know, I'm, you know, I got a little buzz, so I'm like kind of running my mouth a little bit, but I'm feeling like, yo, this is my wife now. Like, I don't really have much to like, who am I hiding from? You know what I'm saying? We're trying to get to know each other fast because we don't have that much time. And I, this is the one thing I do remember. We were walking on the beach and um, I'm asking her how, like, how did she get on, how did she get here? Like, we're on, we're on, we're completely in a completely different country now. How did you get here? And she's telling me how, you know, she's been a fan of Married at First Sight since season one. And, you know, she always said that if ever came to Charlotte, she was doing it. Like, there's no question. She would love to do it. And, you know, my, I'm like, oh, man. She's like, well, how, you know, how about you? And I'm like, and I'm, you know, at the time, I'm like, I don't really have much to hide. So, you know, this is my new, this is my wife now. So it's like, let's, let's do it. I'm like, well, you know, I got recruited. There's somebody who reached out to me about it. And I thought it was a great idea. I thought it was something that, you know, a, a chance for me to really meet my soulmate. So here I am. So I ended up showing her the messages because she didn't, I don't think she really believed me, but I ended up showing her the message because I just wanted to, oh, look, I had nothing. I wasn't trying to hide anything. Yeah, I'm like, we're, it doesn't matter anyway because we're here now. Like, that's just all that matters. And, um, you know, we go, you know, I show her and we're just still walking on the beach and having a good time. And I didn't think anything else of it. So the next morning, I will say, we had a scene where we were, we were walking on the beach and she approaches me or she addresses the fact you know, want to make sure I'm there for the right reasons and all this other stuff. And, you know, it almost turned into a thing where she, I found out she actually, that did bother her a lot. Like it did bother her that that was my story on how, how, how I ended up there. And it had never been something that was addressed. Like we didn't talk about it the entire night. And it was like waited until now I'm on, you know, we're on in front of the cameras and now I'm having to explain it. And I'm like, why, you know, that, that kind of, that was like the, I'll be honest, that was like a, the first red flag that I got was like, damn, like you just called me out. Cause at that time I'm like, I, we, we had plenty of time to talk about this. Why, why, Before, why would you bring it up now yeah. in front of the cameras? Yeah, like, you know, and so, you know, we, I, you know, we had a conversation about it afterwards, but like, like once again, it is really hard. It gets really hard to trust 
during those kind of circumstances on both parts. Cause I know at that time it was, it was like a big trust thing for her too. Now she's trying to figure out if I'm doing this because I want to sure. run TV or what. And, and, and my, on my side, I'm looking like, she really just called me out in front of everybody. We just, yeah. so. And trust is earned in droplets and lost in buckets. So especially when you're just meeting someone, it's a slow drip. Yeah. It's a slow drip. And then yeah. something happens and you're like, er, now, wait a minute. That exactly. Hold on a second. And it's new and everything is rushed and expedited. So, yeah, I can imagine that. So, listen, that was in 2018. Yep. We in 2021. 2020 was a heck of a year. What no, you been doing? Hold on. Before we get there, I want to know, because Keith, I'm, I could have lost a bet. You probably the only person on decision day that I was genuinely shocked by. I oh, said. Yeah. I cried. Keith. I, I, we, me and Melissa was in, I remember it. We was in the bed. I said, <gasps> I mean, it was what? an audible. Oh, hold on. Keith done said oh. no, cause you was all loving and walking through. And I said, what you talking Keith? So walk us through how you, because the way the, the I know the show done played it oh, up. Oh, they played us. They played us like a fiddle. Uh, walk did, us through what made you make your decision. Cause I, I, I all signs were pointing to a strong yes or yeah. maybe leaning toward yes right it's funny because on set <laughs> or while we were doing decision day you could hear like the audible like, gas yes like really on, the, on, on set for sure for sure so that was that that made for a pretty they didn't know me. nobody had no idea but you don't no. tell us in the workings of the story of the show. I didn't, I didn't say I didn't say that. I wasn't the only one that knew that day. I wasn't the only one that knew. And leave it at that, Keith Manley. I don't want you to get in trouble. I just it's I gotta send this because... to your people anyway to review before we release it. Okay. Listen, I, I, I think production people they, they be on stuff so much they don't they don't be affected by yeah. that yeah. stuff. So for them to audibly gas seems surprising. Production didn't know. Um you know, I, I, I didn't discuss any information from the network before, you know, but I will say I wasn't the only one that knew what my decision was going to be that day. So walk us through how you came to that decision, because I feel like after that, the show's like over and we didn't really get to know. I know I hate that. Why, from your point of view, it's just like dramatic music, sad, slow walk away. Yeah. The season's over. <laughs> like, no, it was, I mean, this was. Seriously, this was the hardest thing that I've ever had to do in my entire life. I bet. Uh, I bet. You know, it was, by that time, you all the way in. Yeah, and um, you know, man, I mean, at first, for one, you know, thinking about, you know, everybody that's involved. So, you know, with Iris, is somebody that I've been with and been close to and getting close to for two months. And I'm not talking about just for the cameras. Like, this is somebody that we really been trying to make this thing work and. And, you know, at the time, we don't even have a lot of time to even like see our families or talk to our families, our parents, our friends. So nobody is really as close as, you know, with you guys as you are to each other. Right. And so, you know, that was like, you know, that was, that was tough. That was, I mean, and I, it's still, I, can't, I, I don't even, I can't, the only thing I've ever watched it or anything like that, but it's, and that's a really tough decision. And I just felt like for my sake, number one, of course, and also for hers, it was the best decision that, could have been made, you know, and um, you know, and again, I, I, being being in all transparency, I had a I had that conversation with her, you know, and uh, and you know, because I, I didn't want it to feel like I'm 
like the way I'm, I didn't want it to feel like it looked. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And because it's like that's you know this is it was way deeper than just a television show or you know something like that. This is somebody that you know we're two people and this is like a you know this is a girl, it's a woman. So like you know I I, I respect her more than to more than more than that you know and uh, so yeah it was a it was like like I said it was the hardest decision that I've ever had to make for sure. I have a question. Um, I respect, okay. um, and maybe we can we can edit this out. You can tell me how you feel about the episode afterward because some people yeah. may have regrets. Um, I respect that you told her. I respect that. Thank you. Because it didn't look like you had told her. And uh, if we're going to go back to misconceptions, I was mad at you, Keith Manley. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I was listen, mad at you, Keith Manley. <laughs> listen, this is my truth now. <laughs> I watched this show and I said, this man strung this woman along, had her heart pulled. You knew this woman was in love with you. You're going to break her heart on this national television from all these doggone people. You're going to do this girl like that? I'll fight you myself. I don't know you. I don't know her. But I'm about to fight you. <laughs> well, I think for me. And I still love your mama. <laughs> I was more like, I feel like you portrayed a especially for a black men, you portrayed a kindness throughout that process and patience. That, and patience that I don't think black men get credit for a lot. And I was like, that's what I told, see, man, we be out here. It don't always be about what the media portrays us. And I don't, and I don't even think your decision, I, I, I understand that it wasn't about, you know, virginity yeah. and all that. I, I get that completely, but I just, I was surprised because you had been so patient and understanding because I watched the show. I was like, girl, now, come on, Iris. Now enough. You talking about quarters and stuff. We, we trying to do stuff. You know what I'm saying? We trying to do a little. Leave something. Iris alone. I love Iris. But I mean, I was like, I, if I were Keith, I'd been like, come on now. So it was more, it, that's why I was surprised because you had walked through the uh, thing. I wanted to ask you this before. Wait, we he didn't answer. Well, it's like, it's, it's just, well, first of all, I appreciate you saying that, Kayla. Thank you for that. Um, and it's like, you know, you, you just, you have, so, you, you have so little time to really get to know this person that you have to, like, the small things have to be like the big things for that time being, you know, for that time period, right? Yeah, so yeah. Like, even going, going back to like the honeymoon where I lose the ring, right? And it just turned into this like huge deal, you know, like, and, you know, and it wasn't like I threw it or I was upset. It just was something that ended up being lost because I was trying to do the right thing and have it on my necklace. And then afterwards I took it off and it fell behind me and it just turned into this thing. And I just got so embarrassed at the time. Like I was really mad at her. I couldn't have, I couldn't have shown it, but I was like really upset because it just turned into this huge ordeal at the time, you know, and then, you know, even stuff like the, the going to my apartment for the first time, mm -hmm. the kind of, the, the kind of box, right? Like, these are things that are very small in the grand scheme of it all, you know, but like these are things that have on television and I really wasn't that comfortable like talking about those things at the time, you know, like the, the, the nymphomaniac comment, like, I'm just like, yo, I just, we could do this somewhere else. We don't have to do this right now. And, uh, and, but, but those are the things that I have to like pay attention to because this is serious, man. Like, this is not, this is way deeper than a doggone television show. Like this is about to be my wife forever so yeah I mean, but once again the show doesn't show everything and you know i'm grateful for the opportunity i'm grateful to be able to like learn so much about myself uh in such an extreme you know circumstance um so i can't i you know i'm not i, I can't complain about it at all there's no no complaints whatsoever 
I got a question before we go into the Melissa question that I interrupted the last time I interrupted her. I, this is my next interrupting question, probably my last one, but also probably not. <laughs> I know it starts off as a TV show and especially, I mean, I know it is a TV show and it starts off probably heavy shooting early, like the wedding and then the honeymoon is like, they're probably in your face all the time. Mm -hmm. Then they, you go back to your city, they're in your face less, less of the time and less of the time. My question is, do, do you forget that you're on a show a little bit? Do you get used to the cameras, the cameras and then be like forgetting that this is also a show because they're not there as much and you have your off days and you start feeling like, yo, this is my wife for real. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm curious how quickly that happens. You know, something crazy is it, you never, you never don't, you never, you never, uh, it's never that you're not on camera. Like you always feel like you're being, you know, you're being filmed. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's, man, it, I guess it can come, it can become comfortable. I mean, mm. but you always know that you're on, you always know that you're on camera. Like you have six or seven people standing around you at all times. Like, you know, while you're doing, you know, while you're doing things, which doesn't make it, you know, it's, it kind of doesn't make it as, as, uh, you know, intimate, but you know, you always know you're on camera always like it, you, it's hard to, it's hard to ignore it. That makes sense. Uh, did you have anything else no, you want to no. say? So uh, as we are beginning to close this out, first of all, you've been great. I actually really appreciate um, talking to you and um, your level of honesty and transparency. So thank you, uh, thank you for, for that. Um, but you know, we've been in, you've had time since the show. You've obviously done a lot of journaling and writing and now you've come out with this book. Can you tell us about the book? Uh, maybe give us some of the highlights of the chapters that you have written and anything else you just kind of want us to know about Keith. Yeah. Because um, Instagram just Keith too, right? Or Keith just? Keith is just. Keith is just. Got yeah. it. And so, uh, you know, the title of my book is Life is Just. And it's like almost like this thing of open to interpretation, right? So every, you know, life or anything is just, it is what you make it. It is what, you know, what you want it to be, uh, whether that's a good thing or, you know, negative thing. It's your it's kind of like your it's relative to whoever and so with, with my book uh, a lot of it is just me kind of reflecting on my past year um, I had you know my family and I had an experience had our experience with COVID and things that have been going on here um, in that in that realm and you know it just became a lot so early on it was when I started started to journal I was writing about that and then it turned into things that are you know it turned into me realizing that these are things that a lot of people are going through right now um, you know sitting with yourself like we were talking about earlier and just having to face who you are and the things that you can be better at and the things that, you know, your strengths and weaknesses, um, as well as your family circumstance, you know, situation, because right now, I think the, the blessing is that we've gotten a chance to spend more time with our families. Um, and, you know, of course, it goes into my relationships, my, my relationship experience, uh, once before, you know, my marriage, and then also leading up to, um, you know, my, my marriage and kind of going into detail with that stuff as well. Uh, uh, nope, nope, nope. Take a time out. Yep. I need to make sure I understand what you just said. You're not engaged. The mar my marriage that that you saw, and not that I'm. Yeah, I, I'm I, I said now, Keith. I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> you be real careful not to even post your house. <laughs> so you mean tell me you got a whole entire uh, fiance? No, no. We <laughs> actually. It's it's funny because we actually the divorce just got finalized in July of last year. So really? the divorce process is long for real. 
man, it, the longest. And this took, I don't know why it takes so long. In North Carolina, you have to be separated for a year before the, Ameri the, the divorce can even uh, start. Uh, you know, the process can even start. You know so, what's crazy about that is that y'all was married for two. And then you have to months. actually stay like married together. And then you have to actually stay married for a year for oh, a yeah. marriage that lasted two. That's crazy to me. It's, it's, Never uh, in my life would I've been able to, but I never thought that I was going to be a 29 year old uh, divorced man. That is the craziest thing for me to, for me to even have to like realize in my head, but such is life. I was going to ask you that. Does it feel like you are, I mean, I know you, you can't have the experience of being married for longer than you were, but like when you are in a new relationship, you're like, yeah, I'm divorced. You know what I mean? Does it, do you <laughs> say it like that or do you, do you like well, this TV show thing? Well, I don't, I hope I don't ever say it like that, Ken. That makes it <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm divorced. It Pick up your 25 year old cup while you say it. Man, I don't want to say it like that. I, I just won't say it at all if I got to say it like that. It did sound way sadder like that. Pick up your cigar to you. You know, I'm divorced. You could just spare a dollar or two. That would be up here. Why are you not being bored? Why you got this old man's voice? Well, hopefully it'll come up like, you know, it, if I, whenever I'm like dating and like we can be outside again, and maybe it'll come up in like a funny, you know, like, well, have you ever been married? You got kids? I'm like, well, funny story. Funny story. Yeah, it'll come up like one of those things. Got it. Okay. I thought I thought this through, obviously. <laughs> Listen, you have to because it's going to be um, very interesting once you're, the world opens back up and you're back on the dating scene. And, you know, especially if people know the story and what's going on, that's one thing. But if people yeah. have no idea, I had no idea Married at First Sight was a show mm -hmm. until yeah. quarantine. And yeah. then you're dating this, and you, you did what now? And what happened? <laughs> and wait, say it one more time. Man. So what? Like, I can imagine that's going to be Mm -hmm. quite interesting i agree hopefully i have my plan together before that happens i'll have like i'll have it figured out but yeah it's it's, it's still it's still hard for me to believe really it is like the craziest thing waking up and it's like damn i like that really happened and yeah. now like really it just it, it, it's hard to really fathom sometimes honestly oh i love it okay so um one more time, tell us about this book now. Don't get us off track, Kevin Fredericks. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, it's it's really just kind of reflecting on, you know, what led up to, you know, me eventually getting married at first sight. I mean, it's simple and plain. And then also in the process of kind of getting through that, like after the show, as far as the divorce, as far as like my family situation, we, you guys saw, you know, my grandmother passed while the show was being filmed. And so, you know, there was just a lot that was going on afterwards that was just have that had to be unpacked. And it just goes through all that. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, Where can they get the book? Great. Uh, Amazon. It's on Amazon and it is yes. called Life is Just. It's called Life is Just. Okay. I love it. Anything else you wanted to add? No, I had a great time. The, the braids look good, man. Hey man, thank you. You're a little nappy right now, but uh, it's uh, they holding up. They holding up okay. <laughs> uh, oh, I was gonna ask something. I forgot. Well, listen. Tell the people one more time where to find you on the uh, social media interwebs if they want to follow you. And um, you said the book is on Amazon. Is there any? Is, is it on Audible? I don't know why I'm making a phone call. No, it's, it'll, actually, it'll be on Audible soon. I'm working on the audiobook right now, but you can get the digital copy and the physical copy on Amazon. Uh, my Instagram, my Twitter handles are both Keith is Just. Facebook is my name. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. 
Cool beans. Listen, this has actually been quite enjoyable. Thank you so I had much. I a good time. Yeah. I agree. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, of course. course. And tell your mama we said hello. Tell your mama you did it. Uh, we said, hey, girl. Well, tell your mama, I want you to say, she said, hey, girl. <laughs> can I say it, I say it like that? Hey, like just that. like, don't you mess it up, Ain't Keith. no eyes. It's all yous. <laughs> you. You pronounce it just like Melissa did. Don't go in there. And, hi, girl. Don't. Uh, she didn't say hi. Oh, man. She said, I'm hey, girl. I got to practice it. Seven yous. Seven yous. Thank you, really, truly, honestly. Uh, we appreciate your time, your honesty, your transparency, and allowing us to see um, a different side of you. I think everyone walks away with a um, judgment at the end of a reality show. Mm -hmm. You decide this is who you are, case yeah. closed. Yep. And the nice thing about being able to talk to someone, post that with the cameras off, and you've settled into the skin of who Keith Manley is, you're you're more reflective you're able to say that i didn't do everything right but this is who i am i've grown from that and i think writing about it and all of that brings a level of growth and maturity as well so i appreciate your time i think this has been um fantastic actually. i had a good time well thank you thank you for you know having me i really appreciate it this has been like my favorite so far so i appreciate that right. listen we try not to make we a have real that effect on people listen we just we over here to do better you know than the just others. being black doing the hands you know the little <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. just professionals. Right. Uh, just the top tier and professionals. I should be playing around. All right, let me close it out before you buy. All right, thank you guys so much for joining us today for our um, sit down conversation that is COVID safe with Keith Manley. He is one of the um, divorcees from Married at First Sight season nine. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your honesty, as I said before. Until the next video, bye. Bye. I, I.